Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dog Talk. Jaddy, how you going? Good, mate. After about 20 minutes of trying to figure out how to work technology, we finally got it. Because we've got some pretty big news in the uh, Dog Talk studios. Would you like to introduce our very special guest? Yeah, our first, um, our first three-way podcast, actually. Uh, we'd love to present to you our very favourite and probably our biggest shout-out person in Ducky. Hey, young boys. <laughs> good, to be, good to be on the line after what was about what a, an hour. <laughs> You're yeah. fucking around. And... I think I think we we first rang you about an hour ago. Mate, my uh, favourite thing was during the three way when we when we were trying to get us all linked on. It just went silent for about <laughs> five minutes. I just kept on saying, "Hello, hello." hello? Or oh, you got elevator music. You got oh, put on yeah. hold. Well, elevator mind, music is sweet. I reckon we should, just, we should just run a full podcast of elevator music. It's not a podcast on elevator music. Ducky's rushed home from chess club. <laughs> yeah, talk us through chess club. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I pretty much got um, I got lumped with this uh, doing chess a couple of years ago at my school that I teach at, and uh, there's uh, one of the kids there was the best player in the whole competition, and uh, the, the other four kids in my team were like the bottom four kids, so uh, I've been riding on the coattails of this one kid, and his brother's just coming to year seven, so uh, <laughs> mate, Shree and Kundan, my two little, two little uh, masters of chess, uh, they killed it, so they, they won their two games today, but my other two blokes, uh, they lost theirs, they just like, they panic, I'm like, boys, just chill out, I don't know anything about chess, but I'm like, <laughs> just chill out and relax, it's okay, take it easy, does take the, it slow, does the, really, does the really good kid... When he finally wins, go check and mate. Oh, mate! How do they? Get, I would concentrate on coaching him how to like get rid of the other pieces. Like, give it a whack, just like nope. <laughs> <laughs> the dismissals. One of the, one yeah. of the, the kids was getting busted today because he's right. Like, you you can write down your moves on a piece of paper, but you're not allowed to write down anything else. And one of the kids was like writing down other things on the piece of paper, just like jotting down notes. Drawing and dicks. Like, he was 100% and drawing was dicks. Like, no, you should be disqualified next time. I'm just letting you know you will get disqualified. Was he drawing sharp was dicks? Like, <laughs> he, was, he was like writing jokes, apparently. I was like, what? Yeah. Mate, Tell definitely code. It was code yeah, for so, chess moves. I don't well, know. all the mind games. Well, should we dive into it from from chess and move on to the game, Juddy? Yeah, well, well, if you think about it, football's quite like chess. Uh, there's generally a king that you have to try and knock over. <laughs> um, so the Dockers... Is that how you play chess, is it? <laughs> knock over the king? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the king. and then you've got to draw some like jokes out on your piece of paper. Um, so <laughs> Dockers went down by eight points, 12 goals, 9.81, to 13 goals, 11.89. So... Yeah. Oh, in the end, I think you spoke about it a bit, Ducky. We we had a sniff without having the sniff that we always talk about. Like, you didn't receive a text message with a nose on it. That's how much we didn't have the sniff. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit concerned by how we fade after starting so well, we faded. Um, but in the end, I was probably, you know, if you said we only lose by eight points to the Eagles, the Eagles are pretty good. We can be pretty bad. I would have been disappointed, but not too flat. Yeah, it was one of those games you knew things weren't good when Maston's punching someone and then we get the reverse 50 down the other end. 
doll. Oh, and it's like, mate, yeah, I, it's going to be this day. I'm still confused at how McCarthy takes a mark, about five seconds pass, he gets tackled to the ground and like slung into the ground pretty hard, and the umpire goes, no, that's fair, just go back and take your kick. So that is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But I, think I, I just think, boys, in the end, like uh, like my shout-out Frankie, he's uh, he's probably listening. I'll get him onto this. But, get him um, onto the he said, he said to me, he said, look, if we won it, we would have felt like we stole it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah probably. We, we just never – I even think in the first quarter we were never really played that well. We played well for five minutes in the first quarter, and that was yeah. it for the last five minutes. But apart from that, he dominated for the – the rest of that first quarter, the only time we also looked like we were on top was like the last five minutes of the last quarter. Yeah. And they put yeah. five forward. It was like, oh, put five forward. Actually, McGovern will have to play on him. Hearn might go across to him. So all of a sudden it's a bit of chaos, you know, and Fife actually challenges those guys going for the ball. He's not just like, oh, McGovern, you mark it. Hearn, you mark it. That's cool. I'll just chill out the back and hope it slips through your hands. I like how we're slowly just trying to match the player to how we kick the ball inside 50 rather than trying to match the kick inside 50 to the player we're kicking to. So we're like, oh, we better put Fife there or Sandalands there because we know it's coming in high. It's like, how about we just kick it not that way? Yeah. Been a problem for a while. I thought some really good things, though. We actually put scoreboard pressure on in the first quarter. For us to be up by three or four goals in the first quarter is a really good sign for us because normally it's the exact opposite way around. Um, so I thought that was pretty pretty entertaining. We and were then, slow to start, though, and like Duck said, like we only really that was the only quarter where we got on top and kind of capitalised and scored a bit. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm happy if we technically lose the play in a quarter, but we end up even or ahead. Normally, we dominate play and we're down by four goals. So I much prefer that way. But um, I thought Brayshaw and Chera, I think we're talking about it in the um, thread. So Brayshaw's the grunt and Chera's the polish. And together, I reckon they'll combine into this very formidable midfield unit in two, three years' time. Somewhat like fruit and veg combines in our stomachs to be a nutritious meal. Yeah, the fruits like the what? And I the, feel like the fruit would often be the sweet stuff, so that's the better stuff. And the veg is like the roughage. Yeah, but you're supposed to have two fruit and five veg. So even though they were different picks, Chera yeah. probably is the fruit. Yeah, and and. Yeah. And um, Brayshaw keeps us regular and keeps our poo nice and solid. Ah, keeps us regular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about Langdon's little uh, shimmy on the on the mark? Oh. That was pretty impressive. I, I got a little. Bon- I got a little bit of a Riley Bonner about that. Um, we were watching from inside at that point because of the sun. We'd just gone in for a beer and we were watching from inside. So like. He took Mark, and then we were, like, waiting for it, and the screen showed the replay, and then everyone just erupted, and we were so confused. We were like, oh, man, if he's turned that over and then seen the replay, he had a great game. Yeah, he did. So he had, uh, where is it, Langdon, 26 touches. He had nine marks, and then he kicked two goals, one. Um, I forget where his other goal was from. It's probably running into goal. Other goal was first quarter, wasn't it? From 50. He was, first yeah, quarter, it was took a really good mark. McCarthy, yeah. I think, kicked it into him, and he took a great mark in between two. 
two evens. Yeah. Nice. That, I, I feel like the first goal was more impressive because it was like an awesome mark, him like busting a gut, running back hard. Again, Docker's back leading. Like, yeah. dead set. They love They're the like me playing mixed netball, Juddy. It's yeah. like, over the back. <laughs> get a trick the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> just, just back going towards the Just goals. in context, so when we used to play in mixed netball, Ducky would play like GA or GS or something. And he'd yell at all the midfielders and the wingers and stuff that he wants the perfect pass over the back shoulder. <laughs> so he'd always play on this chick. He'd, he'd play on this chick who was about four foot nothing, and Ducky stands at about eight foot eight foot ten or something. And he'd just out, absolutely outmuscle this chick. But instead of leading at it or something, he just wanted over the back. Nah, out the back. Line was the call. Just lob the four foot ten chick that I'm playing on. That's a crazy idea. Throw it anywhere in the air and I'll just like take a hang Put it on her head. Mate, we're not the Dockers. We're not the Dockers. I want a Docker entry. Yeah, you should go play for the Dockers mixed netball team. All right. um, We played, actually, we played a game of mixed netball with um, an all Australian centre half back, mate. What, with Rance? If I do recall, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Rance. And, and he got he... told by the umpires to calm down because he was going to kill someone. He was getting was white line through. fever. Yeah. He was very, very, uh, very, very aggressive in a game of mixed netball against yeah. some quite average. Uh, Interestingly, like, he, he's quite sooky on field. Like, did you see he uh, gave away a 50 just by because he got outmarked on the weekend? He just sooked and pulled the ball away. Um, but then against, dropped, against he chicks, what? he gets a. Say again? And he, he did that against Watts, didn't he? Watts took that and then he just like buried in the back of his head. Pulled it out, yeah, Is exactly. That... Um, so, Blakely had 31 touches. In my notes, it said Blackley, though, and I was like, oh, who's this person? <laughs> <laughs> Blakely? The two guys letting their hair down. Yeah. They are Langdon and Blakely are seriously growing it out, letting it down. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. They are letting their hair down. All right, so one thing I had, so... This is sort of transitioning into the bad. So, Ballantyne had six disposals, three kicks, three hand passes, but because he got on the end of two goals, I reckon he's, like, safe for four, five more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. I read, I, I read, so sometimes I go on the big footy forums when I'm just sitting <laughs> at work doing nothing, and I, like, just, like, look at these people, and they're like... Why do people always pick on Ballantyne? If Ballantyne kicks two goals a game, he will get around 30 goals and lead the goal kicking for the Dockers. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like being like, yeah, but he does nothing. He drops a million marks. He falls on the ground. He like, like I was called him on, on the Purple Rain. Shout out to the Purple Rain guys. Do you uh, there's anyone, we don't like to shout out other podcasts. Do you reckon there's anyone who listens to this that doesn't listen to the Purple Rain? I hope not. Uh, We've got really niche listeners. You guys are super niche. <laughs> yeah. Independent Trio Dockers only. Uh, yeah. so I've only got room on my uh, iPhone for one uh, independent Dockers podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's in an so independent Dockers section. You've got, to, you've got to search it on the podcast app. Interstate, interstate recorded. Dockers yeah. podcast. <laughs> I want to hear someone from Queensland talk to me about the Dockers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I probably know more Johnny, than they do. You're the number one Dockers fan in Queensland. Oh, easily. Ooh. Hands down. <laughs> I reckon you'd be there, but I reckon the second person would be like, yeah, I once watched Freo play against Brisbane. <laughs> Although, funny story. So, at the, at the new footy club I'm at, um, there's this chick that sort of helps out 
like you know how there's always like older people that help out organizing a footy club she does like regos and payments and stuff and she's like i think she's she's a lovely lady um, yep. and, and she loves the Dockers. Like I wore a Dockers Guernsey down there after like 10 trainings because I didn't want to be that dude that rolled down first training. And she was like, oh, I knew I liked you. You you like the Dockers. And then she's like, just the Tuesday gone. She goes, oh, um, I had a look at your Facebook and I saw you have Pav as your background. That is really good. <laughs> so I think I might be the second biggest Dockers fan in Brisbane. <laughs> second biggest. To Marty. Shout out to Marty. I bet you she might listen to this podcast. No, get around it. Be like, actually, I've got a podcast about the Dockers if you want to listen to it. Yeah. It's the number two rated Dockers podcast. The no- <laughs> <laughs> um, one second, Ducky. Hang on. Oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> what happened, Johnny? Jesus. <laughs> I just get this. I just t- dropped down. I just get this text from Monkey saying, I'm out. <laughs> for anyone listening, for anyone listening, I just want you to know how hard this was. This is a very hard podcast to record. And I hope it's not as hard to listen to as it was to fucking make. <laughs> All right, so. One thing, I, or a couple of things I had is bad. So, obviously, Fife missing from four metres out directly in front. Um, yes. Sanderland's refusing to kick at any time, despite the fact that there's nobody that he can pass to safely without turning the ball over. Um, yeah. And Jono just being an absolute spud. Um, one of our favourite players, um, Nathan Wilson, um, never wanting to have a shot at goal. Oh, sorry, when he has a shot at goal. He had two set shots from about 45. He missed both of them pretty badly. And then Ballas, obviously. How about we kicked McGovern that many times? And now McGovern's put his contract talks on hold. Um, oh. And Ducky and I reckon that because he's a restricted free agent, what we should do is just bid them up. And so we were saying, let's offer him a million a season. And then we were like, what about $1 billion a season? <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be shit if he took the offer and came over for a billion dollars a year. But... Um, we've got to stop kicking to guys like McGovern and Hayne from GWS, don't we? Yeah. Don't you think it's now, but, like, we could get someone like McGovern and front-end his contract and then, like, while our young guys are coming through that aren't getting, like, that aren't really hurting us on the cap, we'd actually get someone like McGovern. We could be like, we'll pay you, like, you know, over five years we're going to pay you $7 million, but the first $5 million of it are going to be in the first three, like, two years. Yeah. Three years, and then after that, like once Chair and Brace will sign their bigger contracts, like yeah. I don't know, I feel like there's more that can be better. Oh, what was that sound? That can be better, um, like cap management than what there is. Like, yeah, I well, I think that's what the Freo are doing, they've got a heap of cap. So, we would have front loaded five, and Mundy yeah, and exactly. Sandy would probably be the next, and Neil, so Neil would be second, um, and he's mm. probably front loaded. So, we that's why they're like, all right, we'll offer. Hogan a billion dollars. Yeah, and it's like Benel, who would have been on big money, won't get a big contract. Yeah, his contract's up at the end of the year. Like he won't be getting much money. Mate, he's got like moving. To, like, he's moving to the ballet, isn't he? Yeah. Well, mate, Nathan Wilson as well. Like, uh, like I said on our thread today, it's like you could actually offer Nathan Nathan Wilson his next contract. Be like, we're going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars less than what you're worth. You can walk if you want to, but where are you going? You <laughs> want to live in WA? 
you don't want to play for the Eagles. So, like, we hold all the chips. Like, realistically, like, him saying that he hated the Eagles, although it was great for, you know... For bands. As a, yeah, as a Dockers legend, it's like... As a like financial thing, he should have been like, well, no, I don't mind the Eagles. It's not bad. Like, <laughs> if I'm the Dockers, if I'm in Dockers like payroll or whatever it is, like, senior no. management, I'm like, you next should be, contract you should be the strategic manager of these guys. Yeah, suck you idiots. Um, mate, like, get me on the selection committee. That's all I want to be on. Just go in there and blast those guys, mate. I'd love to watch selection committee. They're like. Yeah, uh, Sheridan's played uh, pretty well recently, hasn't he? Or Ballantyne kicked two goals. Let's keep him in. Like, yeah. just, like he's got a permanent mag- magnet. He doesn't have a magnet. He's got permanent marker written on the whiteboard. I reckon. I think the worst thing is, Jaddy, is like you hear Ross Lyon um, talk, and he's like talking about um, the old Turkish delight Taylor Derman, and he's like he played a good game, and the coaches were like. The development coach is like, this guy's going well. You should get him in the side. And he's like, show me a couple more games. Plays a couple more good games, and we get him in the side. So you have to play a few good games to get into the side. But to get out of the side, it seems like you have to play like a million bad games. No, 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 no. To get out of the side as a Ballantyne, Johnson, Spur, <laughs> you know, all those guys, yeah. you have to play a million. Like, just think how many bad games Daniel Pierce and Sutcliffe played before they were actually dropped. What about Sue? And they still well? got in the side at the at the start of this year. Yeah, Daniel Pierce is the preseason king, though I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so the, the main reason we wanted Ducky on the uh, on the show was to talk about a little issue that the Purple Rain unfortunately couldn't really talk about, and that is a little a little. Uh, uh, one swallow, one swallow does not make a summer, shall we say, by Ross Lyon. <laughs> so Lyon's been called out. He's still denying it to the media or not admitting to it, but um, he's been found that the Frio paid out a decent sum of money in the low tens of thousands of dollars, apparently. So probably fifteen or twenty grand. Um, to a staffer who he said something to about her attire in inverted brackets um, at a Christmas party in about 2012, it must have been. So can I get your thoughts, please, gentlemen? It's a tough one because it's out of, so out of context, but you would assume he may have said it indirectly, so she wouldn't have heard. So it might have just been a small comment. But they need to come out and clarify what was said, who heard it, because it makes such a big difference. Well, like whole- if it's a... Yeah, the whole thing do, is do they're not going to say do, do anything. Think, they're not going to tell yeah. anything. There's a legal contract saying no one's allowed to divulge from either side. So Frio aren't even legally obliged to do that, but it does make it very tricky. Yeah. I I think he has to come out and front it, though, whether it's apology or whatever, because it just sets it. To me, he's, you know, he is role model, and he has, obviously, it's mm. happened. So yeah. There's nothing wrong with apologising. Like, everybody knows anyway, so, like, it was just a mistake, an error, and move on. Yeah. And that's what I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's happened five years ago, six years ago, and the media are mostly just upset that um, they didn't, didn't find out, out and didn't know, and, and now they're all sooking, and then they're uh, trying to play moral high ground. Ba- Basil Zemplis asked Ross Lyon about 90 times on the normal Tuesday um, interview. What do you reckon, Doug? The silence I just think, man. Uh, I think the way that the the media, or the, the Fremantle media in particular, are handling it is probably the new modern way of doing it. Like you look at, I'm just thinking about scandals in the past, like 
six months, the, the ball tampering scandal, right? If if the the Steve Smith and, you know, Bancroft and Warner or whatever just deny it and they say, oh, no, 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 like, we, I don't think that's the case, we'll let the match referee, and just like, you just keep denying something, something else comes up in the news cycle, like the news cycle is yeah. so quick. I reckon what will actually happen is within a week we'll be like, what did Ross, no, Ross, like, if we win this week, no one will be talking about it. Like, yeah. it, it will just, it just blows over. And in sport especially, it's a, it's a much quicker news cycle. I think as well, like, you can't really... Well, what about Bomber Thompson's probably already taken it over, hasn't he? Yeah, well, mate. that's the thing. It's like, mate, oh, Bomber Thompson, mad dog. Like, Bomber Thompson just rings Ross Lyon, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, hold hold, I think he said, beer. hold my crack <laughs> pipe, didn't he? <laughs> mate, how about Bomber Thompson just, like, riding his bike? He's like, yeah, I just want to say sorry to people. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> just like riding a bike away. It's been a bit, of a, a bit of a wild week, yeah. hasn't it? No, I think Ducky's dead right there with the how it just goes around and then it's gone. And then there's a bit of a social media storm, but it does just move on so quickly. Yeah. And the Bomber Thompson one's a perfect example. Like, everyone's just like, whoa. Well, like, I, I reckon that guy that burned the Dockers or tried to burn the Dockers Guernsey probably got as much publicity as Ross Lyon has, <laughs> arguably. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that guy. What an idiot! What like, an idiot! That's the stupidest thing. It's like the stupidest thing ever. But because I, I like a, I wouldn't be offended know, like at all if he'd had burnt that. Yeah, and the thing is, is that you don't burn opposition effigies or whatever. You burn if someone betrays you. That's that's the whole fandom thing. Like if LeBron James goes from. Cleveland to the LA Lakers at the end of the year, they'll probably burn all these jerseys again like they did after he went to Miami. You know, like that's what you do. Like if Sonny Walters went from Dockers to, you know, to Eagles, then you'd be like burning your Sonny Walters jerseys. You know, if my case, if, if Cam Sutcliffe went somewhere else, considering I've got a, a jump oh, mate, 33 I'd, on it I'd, now. Uh, yeah, I'd, like I'd like you it. say, Ducky, we'd drive him to the airport. Yeah, <laughs> happily. Um, yeah, so it's very weird. Uh, I, I'm not that fussed about the whole thing, to be honest. I still think Ross is a better coach than anyone else that we could get at the moment. So I reckon he's just trying to get around some. He needs to take it easier at Christmas parties. Yeah, you know? really. He's banned from Christmas parties. Maybe he goes to the Peel Christmas party, similar to how Walters <laughs> had to go back to Peel and Benel have had to go back to Peel for a while. <laughs> Tie your hair up, Ross. Yeah, exactly. He's got to go I'm to peel Christmas parties down. for like two pre two seasons, and then after that, right. once he's proven his uh, his worth, he can come back to Freo ones. Yeah. All right. Um, Ducky, where should we move into? We should have a punt, and then I've oh, got yeah. a, and then I've got a quick monologue about stupid Ooh, shit. Club. All right. What's um, the so last week I bet on Dockers who lost. Monkey doesn't remember who he bet on, which means he lost. Um, yeah. And I also had heaps of money on Frio or Eagles under fifteen point five points, which won. But that oh, was, that's that was, a tree. That was for Jaddy. Yeah. Um, that's a sprinkle. That's an old-fashioned sprinkle. Yeah. Mate, I used to always put that on for doc, uh, Dockers, Eagles, Sydney matches. Yeah. Oh, it, it was oh, it for probably, like six years in a row. It probably oh, would have been Jesus. paying like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Mate. This week, there's a few big um, odds offered, actually. So, a few I'll run through. Freo are paying five seventy five against Richmond, which is about... Oh, they were paying about $3.50 last year. Um, yeah. The Roos are paying $5.10 against 
I believe it's Sydney at the SCG, which I think I'm going to choose. Uh, Port at $2.15 against the Eagles and GWS at $2.95. So what do you boys want to pick? Duck, you can get involved. Oh, oh uh, do you mind if I, I go first? I think there's two ones that are, I, I might sprinkle a little bit of cash on. And you know in our punt club we're actually betting this week, Juddy. So I've already put all my Ooh. money on basketball. But um, I reckon GWS yeah. at two ninety. I know that I know they're missing a couple of players, but I just I, I don't rate Geelong. Man, Geelong are like they've got Dangerfield and Selwood, and then it's like they drop away a bit, and you get Duncan and that, and then it's just like a bunch of no names. It's just like who's this bloke? Yeah, like and some dude with a hyphenated like yeah, like you know. And also, I like St Kilda over Melbourne. I just feel like St Kilda have to win one of these days, and Melbourne have been super unimpressive over the last. Like, like both those teams have been really disappointing this year. I thought they'd both finish around the top eight, but they've just been stinking it up. Both teams. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Actually, I like the GWS one, and I agree with what you said about Geelong. I'm going to get on Essendon. Ooh, yes. over the Hawks. Yeah. yeah, I just think Essendon. They are just such a like They're that a up and back down, team, aren't they? Yeah, they just yeah, they just have to hit eventually. They, I think they're good. Like at the start of the season, when you looked at their list and who they picked up and stuff like that, often they, I think they can easily get up for. I, I'm not convinced on Hawthorne either. I don't yeah. think Hawthorne deserved to be a dollar fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah, Hawthorne didn't have to do much to beat St Kilda in Tassie or wherever uh, that was last week. Like, like when who was it? Um, Membry missed that goal from like a meter out. It's like, you know, you, that's something that Freo used to do against Hawthorne, you know, like not be able yeah, to score a goal from anywhere. But, yeah. Fair bit of money up for this week. All right, so I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts, but I'm just going to have a quick chat about it first. So all this talk about changing the rules in the AFL for congestion. So, like, Woosher has come out and said it, David Parkin, and there's been a number of media people who have been like, oh, we need to bring zones in or blah, blah, blah. So firstly... AFL needs to stop bringing in really, really big rules under, like, you know, rushed circumstances. So, basically, they've done a lot of things to allow um, flooding and, and that sort of thing to happen. They slowly bounce the ball up. They don't pay a free kick straight away. They give someone five seconds holding the with with the ball before they um, call holding the ball. Or if the ball comes out after, you know, they run and take a bounce and someone tackles them, they just call play on so the ball stays in the area. If you call, if you start paying free kicks properly, there's no congestion because the ball's going to get kicked over the, congestions for, over the congestion. So how about you start enforcing holding the ball? How about you start paying free kicks quicker rather than just letting it play and play and play and suddenly all bees to a honeypot come in and then you don't have to bring in a bloody zone rule. All right, thoughts? Duck, you can, take, you can go first. Mate, I just, I, I just uh, go back to watching, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, watching Tambor play Wanderers in the 1998 Grand Final on a VHS. And, like, the umpires that were back, like, back, these are, like, you know, running the mill umpires, umpiring down in the Great Southern Footy League. Ball would get held up. They'd come in, bounce it. So Straight there's away. a little bit of an offset. It actually, by bouncing the ball, you know, around the grounds, I think that's actually made the game... You bounce and it goes 20 metres out, like, you know, it's a side dog bounce. It's like, oh, well, play on, like, everyone's in it. And it actually creates a bit of chaos, you know what I mean, rather than two big ruckmen interlock 
the bloody yeah. ball comes comes into and it's just like it just gets tapped. I mean, Sandland's the best. He taps it like literally ten centimeters away from him. <laughs> He's like bloop and just like <laughs> straight down. Back hip, just, mate. Back hip. I mean, I think like that that really annoys me. But like, it, it's just. What the AFL went from like in 1998 or whenever it was when they introduced the rules committee, who literally are there just to try and keep their jobs, just introduce all these rules to make the game faster. Then they're like, oh, the game's too fast and it's not what we want it to be and it's too congested to like, let's try and slow it down now. Yeah, that's like, that's what pisses no. me off. Like they, that all these rules were to speed the game up and now they're trying to slow it back down with interchange things. It's like, yeah. Be careful what you wish for, basically. They did so many things to try and speed the game up. I think simple things, though. Pay free kicks. If you have um, out of bounds off the last touch, that gets rid of basically like, you know, 30% of stoppages anyway. So suddenly it's a kick. Yeah. Off last yeah. last possession. Sort of like they, they think they did it in AFLW and in the Sandful. So if you kick or hand pass cleanly and it goes out, then there's no more deliberate out of bounds as well. Yeah, it's just straight um, out. It's just, it's just, it's just yeah. a free kick. It doesn't matter. Everyone knows. It's no, there's no umpire decision. Um, and then suddenly that carves half the stoppages. You're still going to have the odd ball up, but, you know, you can't flood every position all the time if there's no stoppage. I like that, and I like the support for the bounce. Because I reckon the thing that bounce does also is it stops um, that thing we talk about, Sandy, like set play, like just drop it at your feet. Like it's going to go straight up. It makes that so when the centre clearance is on, like bounce goes like there's nothing you can't run set plays like you can try your best like if it goes straight up but it's almost like that chaos and around yeah. the ground I reckon that'd be pretty interesting like you can't it just adds that unpredictability of the it's so good it's not like that kind of you know well, this is going to go straight up in the air we're going to run this play or or just yeah the unpredictability I enjoy. I hate the debate about getting rid of the bounce I reckon. Oh, I it's, think it's, it's, it's not that big of a away. deal. Yeah, it's not that big of but a deal. But just get, I mean, get the bounce yeah, around the grounds now. Like, don't, and, and another thing is, is, like, this idea where the umpires have to tell you where they're running, like, I'm coming straight back. It's like, where do you think, like, where, if you don't say you're coming straight back, it's like, oh, who's nominating? Like, yeah. how hard is it? The, the <laughs> two ruckmen are going to go for it, mate. Like, it ain't going to be like, yeah, it up and it's Mate, I reckon yeah, as long as there's down. not two Ruckman going up, like as long as there's no third, sorry, two Ruckman from the same team. So as long yeah. as there's no third man, then play on. It could you be know, it could be me and you, it could be just me. As long as there's only one from each team, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What about if I have the same speed as when there's a fight? You know when there's like a brawl or a fight or something or a scuffle and they just come in and throw the ball up to yeah. get like the They should do that shot? all the time. If they win at that pace all the time, it would be no congestion. Yeah. They're like, oh, fight, throw it up. <laughs> Mate, I hate it when um, towards, the, yeah, towards the end of games when you're like, oh, we've only got nine seconds left to score. It's like in our forward half and they slowly go and get the ball and then slowly ball it up. It's like, good Lord, can you please use that ball quickly? Um, oh, yeah, and the mate. one that's grinding my gears is why does the decision, like I'm talking about slowing it down, the decision for the when they go up for the review, why does it have to be on the big screen? Yeah, like, just why say can't it. They, why can't they? So he's come back. Oh, he's like, bring, just decision. bring the crowd in, mate. Oh, doesn't bring me yeah, in. Can I ask you this one? Because I, I wrote it down on my notes when I was doing the, the pod, but I forgot to bring it up. And I don't know if Oz knows much about it anyway, but when the, when the score review is going on, why don't the uh, team that's kicking out do an old-fashioned huddle. I feel like it's the only Ooh. time it would work. 
because you've got so much time and like everyone just stands in their zones and they're like, yep, I'm standing here. And like the dude, like the team that's kicking out are like, yeah, we're also in our zone. Our kicking out zone is like, get in a huddle hmm. and just like chaos. Like if, if you've got 20, like, well, not 20 blokes, if you've got 78 blokes running in the same direction, like you can just like, you'd be able to kill any zone. Yeah, like, I, I like that. Because then like, they just make, they make half the zone dead. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. like defending and huddle, man. I'd like to Imagine see it, so duck. I would love to see it. I reckon the things I like seeing the most are double goals, um, when, yeah. pe- when people get called for running out of the square and they're balling up, and then the yeah. third thing, yeah, let's get a huddle going. More set play. Yeah. Um, all right, let me quiz you. So this week's quiz is on um, Fremantle Dockers players to play between 90 and 100 games for Freo, but not 100 Ooh. games. So they nearly made 100 games for Freo. <laughs> Jesus. And a couple of legends. One of your favourites, Ducky. One of my favourites. Can I? Yeah. Can I quickly? Um, did you? You know how we did the quiz on who won the Ross Glendening with the Derby thing? Yeah. Did you see in the paper that they're backed out? You know how the first one I asked you, yeah. like, "There's no Ross." Clive they're should back, win. It. Yeah, they're, they're back dating it. Yeah, so they'll go back and vote. I think. So it's all exciting. Yeah, it is. I reckon Clive. Clive Glenn Jackovich is like, I should have won seven last five games. Hey, Johnny, before we get into the quiz, can I tell you this, mate? I'm just looking at AFL.com. This has got some got me licking my lips. McGovern is holding out because he wants a longer term deal. Yeah, he, like, he wants he says, one extra year. Yeah, he wants one extra year. I'm saying we top that, bro. Let's go five extra. Ten years. Ten, year Ten year deal. contract, mate. Um, Just ring Sydney. Hey, can we get that buddy contract photocopy? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Some apparently, longer. apparently, he, they said another club has offered him six years. A hundred percent. That's yeah. us. <laughs> but there is no. But it says a Victorian. Club. Oh, did it say Victorian? Ooh, no. They just need one more, Juddy. Yeah, we just need one more year. Um, yeah. You should go on. There's a lot of trolling opportunities on Facebook because all these Eagles fans are very butthurt that, like, he might be going. They're like, why would he want to go to Dockers? Dockers are disgusting. Oh, you just go nice. on and go, like, mate, it's coming one more year. He would be pretty bad at the back end of his contract, I think, though. He's one that will blow yeah. out. He's already blown out. Oh, yeah. Like, he never blew in. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, quiz time. So the first player, I'll give you a little clue. He played 98 games for Frio. Uh, he played for two other clubs. I'm pretty sure he was part of our inaugural side. He was. And he stood as a defender next to... Yeah, I know who it is. Who is it? I know who it is. Stephen O'Reilly. Yeah, it is. So what other, cl- what other clubs did he play for, Duck? He played for Geelong and Carlton. Yeah, he did. How many goals did he kick? Oh, I reckon like 10 or something. Nah, he kicked 21 in his career. So he played 100, 100, nearly 150 Just, games. Now, like he, he was he was standing on the mark, wasn't he, when like Dunstall or like one of the like guys who kicked 1,000 goals. Yeah, he was on the mark for he, Gary. he was on for, the mark for both of them. Nah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I had a look and, and I could only find it was for Gary Ablett's 1,000th goal. Um, yeah. And apparently they said he'd played really well on him that day. <laughs> and then Gary Ablett got his thousandth goal, so he'll always be remembered, um, even though he did quite well. So, yeah, he was oh, on yeah. the mark. He kicked 15 goals for free. I don't know when he was kicking these goals, but it would have been in the dark I reckon, times. He, I reckon he may have played in the forward line for like a, the back end of his career at Freo. 
Yeah, maybe. Because okay. that's the that's the tough one. Him being ninety eight games because his son is apparently quite good. Oh, really? So, so we could yeah. so we missed out on the McGovern's and the O'Reillys. Yeah, well, I don't think McGovern was that great. Like play. Mind you, we could have got him through 100 games, been like, do you have two sons? All right, you're staying on the list for like five more years. We're <laughs> 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 giving you a five-year contract. You, you look for guys <laughs> with good, good genetics. Um, that's long-term. All right, the next guy yeah. is Ooh. the next guy is part of the, my favourite ever gag on um, Purple Rain. So he played 95 games for Frio. Um I, when I went to Google him, it came up and it said his name, and I clicked it, and it ended up being the name of a USA college basketballer. I'm not sure if he's going to play NBA, but it came up with all these stats. I was like, oh, hang on a minute. That's not him. Um, he ended up getting traded to St. Kilda for Matthew Carr in the end. Oh, yeah, I know who it is. Who is it, bro? It's Craig Gallagher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew straight away when you said it was part of your favourite Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. Look, Craig Callahan gag. Man, that is well, one of the funniest things. Police. So, Craig Callahan goes undercover as Luke Toya <laughs> <laughs> to police around like Maddington or wherever. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of the funniest things I remember. I'm going to listen to that episode again. I reckon. Um, oh, so, guess how many? Four, mate. Guess guess how many goals he kicked for Frio. I'll give you a little monkey, hint. Do you want to have a go? Yeah, have a go. Monkey. I'll give you a little hint. Nah. I'll give you a hint, monkey. Dinner for two, mate. What do you mean? Dinner for two. I don't know what it is. Dinner for two, two mate. Two. Happy meal. <laughs> dinner for two, 22. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never heard that before in my life. Okay. Haven't you heard dinner for two? What about um, a happy meal? No. No, I don't know. How much? What? Is it to do with the cost? <laughs> no, mate. Dinner for two, 69. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> They kick 69 goals for us, which is pretty good. All right, the last one, which I'll try not to give away. He played 99 games for Frio. He ended up being part of a trade for a relatively high-profile key forward that came to our club. If I said what club, it would give it away. Um, But there's two now that you're thinking of. I reckon I know who it is. He He kicked 274 goals, so he was a forward. And he kicked 50 goals in a season for us in 2003, and he also kicked 50 goals for another team in 2008. Who is it? Oh, oh now I'm a bit confused. Yeah, you go and kick fit. Uh, 2003. I'll give you a little hint. Oh, I'll give you a little is, hint. Yeah. He was pretty good in a few derbies, yeah. and he had a hook foot from hell. Oh, I was. I thought when you first started, it was Trent Crow. Yeah, so that, no. that was that was my red herring. <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm done. So he played for us no, no, first? I know who it is, mate. He played for, I'll give you a clue, Mucky. He played a bit of Waffle and uh, for Claremont. And then he came to Frio and then he went came to Collingwood. He went to Collingwood after. Was, he, they, they showed him during the Anzac. The he won an Anzac medal. Did he win an Anzac medal? He sure did. I heard no, and I just want to say Stuart Jew. Nah. Well, <laughs> Metas, mate. Monkey Metas, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you know who I thought straight away was um, the big snake, uh, Simmons. Oh, uh, yeah, Tro- Tro- the, the Troy Rockman. Simmons that went to Richmond. Troy Simmons. He was a dream yeah, team was... beast for a while. Mm, he was a good player. I guess how many uh, he got, got... Now, he got a five-year contract at Richmond, Ooh. didn't he? 
Did Manuel only play 99 for the Dockers? Yeah, and then yeah. Guess, guess how many he played for Collingwood Monkey. I'll give you a little clue. Dinner for two. <laughs> 22. <laughs> yeah, 22, you're right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dinner for that's two. That's the best thing I've heard. Dinner for two, 22. <laughs> <laughs> Never been so thrown in my life. All right, so this, this week... Um, so this Bring week, up that obscenity on this kind of podcast. <laughs> We're going for a long podcast, but it's because we've got a third. We've got one third more activity going on, which I like. Yeah. Um, so this week we've got Richmond. Uh, Duck, I'd like your opinion on this. Should Richmond just play five people on Monday for the entire fourth quarter? Oh mate, I tell you what. So <laughs> Surround last him. Time when, when we when we played these guys last time was on Mother's Day last year, and yeah, I, I was at the game. Like, man. Yeah, it's around. It was around the same time, and the obscenities that me and my older brother, Nels, yelled at our phones and iPads while we were watching it, because it was delayed then, and it's delayed again, which has got me, like, it's right up in my crawl, that is. That makes me so angry, and, like, it's it's mental. Anyway, enough of that. Like, they they came back from five goals down and should have won, yep. and it was unbelievable last year. This this time around, I think we are in big trouble. I yeah. think that we are seriously like they haven't they haven't said Cochin's out. They've actually named him on the field, mm. so I assume he's going to keep he's going to play. I mean, I, I feel like the only chance we have is if we put a hard tag on Dusty Mart. Yeah, I would like to see Nighthouse actually play, even though he probably won't. Yeah, play I'd like on to Rance. see Nighthouse play and put a put a tag on Rance, a front tag on Rance. But like, I mean, I feel like we're so dumb. We'll just kick it all to we'll kick to Rance. No, no, no. I reckon if we like if we Rance. tag Rance, and then we'll definitely have a player where we're kicking the ball because we'll be kicking it to Rance. But then if someone's tagging Rance, we'll have someone there. So it might be a yeah. contest. I really hope Cox plays over Johnson. I think that Johnson. It's like it's just done. Like it's over. It's over with Johnson. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, the American dream is dead, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, it's, it's just that that's R.I.P. Johnson. Like, you've had a good career, but now you're not good enough. And essentially, like like what Oz says, Johnson's always going to give the other team two goals. He lost by eight points on the weekend. And I think he definitely gave them one where he just hand-passed it to no yeah. one. And they picked rather, picked up kick goal. It was like, oh, jeez. Right, thanks, Jono. There's your one. Right, just a stitch up. But so there's, there's two things. So, firstly, I've been really, like, I was looking at Docker's like maybe with a 40 or 50 point head start. And then I was like, hang on a minute, the last two weeks, Richmond have been pretty much behind or, you know, round level at three quarter time and won by 40 points. I feel like they could just pile it on in the fourth quarter against us. Um, But the other thing is, this is their third game in 13 days. So they had the Wednesday game and then the Sunday game and then now another Sunday game. So... Freo have played about three games in 17 days or something, so we've got about four or five days of recovery on them or whatever that ends up being. Um, so hopefully yeah, Richmond, we, Richmond oh, drop off rather than just piling it on in the last quarter against us. Yeah, we have been at home the last two weeks as well. Mm. Have we? Yes, we have, which is an advantage. I was going to say, if we'd been like back and forth, probably it evens it out a bit, but yeah. So I I hope, What do you think, Monkey? What do you reckon? How do you think we're going to go? Not well. Not, not well. Richmond. <laughs> nah, nah, I've got no confidence in them. Especially Richmond are playing so well. I was expecting them to drop off cliff, eh? Like big Bulldog style grand final hangover. But, like, I watched them two weeks ago. I think it was against Melbourne, maybe. 
was that three? And like I, I was like, they're just going to do the most. They're not doing the Richmond things that we're used to seeing that I enjoy so much. Um, what, like Mundy. let 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 Neil run it out yeah. of the front of the square and kick to Monday twenty meters out. Yeah, but like uh, yeah, I just can't. I can't. They're just looking too good. Like, they're easily they're the best side really in the comp at the moment. Easily. At the moment, and and. Yeah, so settled and so good, and yeah, too many, too much quality. Um, and yeah, I think we'll just kick it. I will kick it to Rance all day. Like Rance is just, uh, he's already chalking them up. Can you yeah, put money on Rance made. for like forty touches? All marks, and all intercept marks as well. Put money on Lockie Neal gut punching Cochin. No, no, no. Cochin, Cochin, um, Cochin getting stomach butted in the fist by by Neal, yeah. and then Neal getting yeah. suspended. I tell you what, you look at this Richmond side on paper and it does not scare me whatsoever. Like, they have got the weirdest bench. They've got, like, a weird forward line. Yeah. Their midfield doesn't really scare me. It's like Kane Lambert, Greg, McIntosh with Cochin and Martin. And, like, Nankervis isn't that much. Their back lines are weird as well. It's like Rance, Rance is good, but then you've got Dylan Patrick Grimes, Grimes Hooley, Broad, and um, Molasson. It's like... Yeah, I guess it's that, that champion team, man, versus the team of Blast champions. Down. Yeah, we are a team of champions as well, mate. <laughs> yeah, we got Jono, we got Ballas. Jono, Ballas, Sandy still playing. Man, crowd named in the midfield, mate. I tell you what, the one thing that I, I know um, Nelson and Frankie would have been in the echo chamber last week, but they were swagging off crowd. And, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. crowd went into the... Anytime he went into the centre square, we got smashed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a player can tackle. Like, he's just going to end up being another Subin y sort of. Oh, mate, player, he is Subin. He is Subin to the max, mate. Yeah. <laughs> what, a long left foot, no necked, like, not that yeah, good um, player? If he starts humping the ball, mate, then that will be the end, mate. If he starts getting like him. Yeah. Tackled and he just starts doing that humping motion. You're like, oh my god, that's it. He's a hundred percent the biggest beneficiary of uh, Tom North hurting his ankle preseason because that was Tom North's position up until the, the moment he rolled his ankle or whatever he did. And then now yeah. they're like, oh, we'll play another kid called Crowden, and we're like, oh, he's pretty nuggety. Like he'll probably be able to handle himself. Oh, who knows? All right. Big match, big delayed match. Well, yeah, that was that I'm was that was about that delayed match, mate. Yeah, mate, you oh. got to get Fox Cell Duck. No, but like, it, I'm not worried about myself because I've got I've got the <laughs> AFL Live Pass and I'll watch it on my phone. But like, just the normal battlers, mate. You know the mm. the the you know people are down on their uppers. The fact that sport is for everyone and AFL is the people's game. It's not the elite's game. Like, you know what I mean? Like. It, yeah. it should be on free-to-air. If it's you an away game at all. in particular. It should be on free-to-air well, in WA. Yeah. It's not that hard to... Because everyone will watch it. If it's not it. in WA, it has to be on free-to-air live. Like, that yeah. is the most mental thing. Yeah, I don't know. What's on that. instead of it? Have you oh, looked at... Burke's the... Backyard or something. Oh, Meadows Gardens. Oh, that's a classic one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, boys. Well, on that note, that was a pretty hard one to, to do, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great times. I really, I really like being in here on the Thursday. If you do, if you do some more Thursday stuff, mate, get get me around. I love it. It's good fun. Mate, I reckon we'll figure YouTube. out we'll figure out how to do it a little bit more smoothly, but um, nonetheless, it was good. Technology not our strong point. Yeah. 
But, you know, we can keep up with the post-chess game. We can see what's going on there. Yeah, should we do a, uh, a post-chess oh, podcast to uh, talk about what's happening? I, I reckon we, we live podcast We find more niche markets. <laughs> <laughs> more niche. Yeah. <laughs> we, the, want to, uh, we want to reach the market of Queensland Dockers listeners for a start. That's well, we've, got, well, we've got all yeah. three of them. I think. And then we want uh, maybe Docker supporters who also enjoy chess. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like the Ali G gag with the uh, Venn diagrams? <laughs> Ice cream and hands. All right, boys. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank, thank you, Johnny. Thank you very Thanks, much. Guys. Thank you, Monkey. Thank you.